IW faithful, this is the strongest man in all the land, Arthur MacArthur, wishing you all a very festive and merry Christmas, and to all a great night. It's the AIW Holiday Spectacular, presented by the mysterious benefactors, the Goldstein Brothers. Sponsored by Angelo's Pizza of Lakewood, Thrift Store Jobber, Voodoo Monkey Tattoo, Pollyanna DIY, Manscaped, Smart Mark Video, and IndependentWrestling.tv. With appearances by The Bone Collector, Dominic Garini, The Strongman, Arthur McArthur, members of 40 Acres, featuring conversations with Swoggle and Colt Cabana, a musical performance by Filthy Tom Lawler. Appearances by The Rip City Shooters, AIW Tag Team Champions PME, Eric Stevens, and holiday readings by The Duke and the Bitcoin Boys, and Magnum CK. Now, from the Paul Greer Studios, here are your hosts, AIW owner John Thorne, and your moderator of sorts, Steve Guy. Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change, but this is an edition unlike any other. It's the AIW Holiday Spectacular. Uh, our fans asked for it, and so we're we're giving it to you folks. A couple of them, a couple of them <laughs> asked for it, a couple our, of them. Some of our wonderful Patreon uh, subscribers and more. My name, of course, is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts, as always, owner of AIW, John Thorne is here, as well as Mr. Whiskers chiming in. Why not? It's a holiday special, John. Whiskers needs to be heard. She needs to be heard. She is just acting a fool right now. Oh, here we are, the Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> you, Woohoo. You fought this with uh, tooth and nail. You did not want this I'm to happen. Not, but not a big holiday person. <laughs> But here we are, you know. I guess you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the Christmas uh, spirit, holiday spirit, takes takes me over. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's uh, what to expect from this thing. I know it is going to be quite the task in the editing room. Um, it's already been quite the task <laughs> in the editing. It has. It has. Uh, you know, I know that you said the Paul Greer Studios. However, the the Goldstein Mysterious Benefactors, they're trying to take that lease over. Uh, they've really been trying to negotiate uh, getting their name on the marquee. Uh, got a down payment. Have not received first in last month, though. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sam, you know, you have your people. Get a hold of my people. But uh, as of now, Paul Greer, uh, still, his name is still on the marquee here. Uh, and the neon lights behind us. Uh, here we are, Steve. The holiday spectacular. I didn't. Even, I didn't even know what to, what we were going to call this. I I conducted a couple of interviews that we'll get to uh, throughout this episode, and uh, you could tell my confusion and my lack of excitement for the holidays as uh, uh, I try to take on your job of being the moderator or the interviewer, and it is just so awkward. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we did. I did it, you know, and we've. Uh, you know, I, I've never had so many notes in front of me for an AIW podcast ever in my entire life. Um, we just had to have a, we just had to have a, a production meeting before we started recording this about where we're going to insert all these special things that we've come up with. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, this is probably going to give you something to do. I don't know what you guys uh, are doing as far as if you're getting together with your family for Christmas or uh, if you're laying low because of the COVID-19 stuff. It's a weird year. Uh, so uh, that was really a contributing factor on why I gave in to doing this. Uh, we figured people were going to need uh, some entertainment, some uh, a way to pass the time. And this one is probably going to clock in well over the uh, regular AIW podcast time. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, there have been many times where I have notes going into an AIW podcast Not recording me. session. I know, that's what, that's what I'm here for. And I know you may be listening and you may have thought when John Thorne was talking, well, why didn't you just have Steve Guy jump in on those interviews? Because, people, Steve Guy was busy assembling all these other pieces to the holiday spectacular so that you can be just thrilled and there's a lot of moving parts in this podcast and i don't know i don't know if people are gonna like it or hate it or be confused by it but i will tell you this if you do like it don't expect this podcast to be like this again anytime soon because (laughs) this has been so much work when you mix in uh you know a guy like me who likes to start his christmas shopping uh the week of christmas um and now, you know, this is primetime shopping, uh, December 23rd for me as we record <laughs> our final portions of this podcast today. Um, it's been it, it's added some some additional stress to the holiday season for me, which is, you know, uh, it's stressful enough for everybody, I'm sure. There but. there are just to give you behind the scenes, there are moving parts to this that uh, were unable to be done in time, and I won't tell you what they were, folks, because you'll just be disappointed and clamor for another holiday spectacular down the road. And I, I'm with John. I don't, I don't know, man. This is a lot of work. And I will say this: I'm going to get this out of the way. This is the last AW podcast for the year 2020. We are taking next week off because of what we had to go through this week. Uh, well, these past couple weeks, actually, we've been working on this for a couple weeks. We have. Uh, yeah. We're going to close the year out with this podcast. Uh, that's why it's going to be a little longer. And, you know, I, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, maybe I, maybe I'm, I'll am i get a little festive as, as this goes on here. But, uh, Steve, this is, you know, this is your baby, to, to be perfectly honest. You are... Uh, <laughs> You're one of those holiday, uh, I don't know what what to even call it, but you're one of those holiday people. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I just do a lot of things for the holidays due to uh, having multiple families to have to go and visit with. So that's always Is the that, thing. What's your, what's your tradition here? What are, what are your traditions? I can tell you, my, my main tradition is driving around, which I don't have to do this year, which I love, uh, being a product of... Divorced parents who both remarry. Are you laying low? Or is the family deciding to lay low this year? Or so my mom. Because I'll get into that. Because that is a debate in my family. It. Uh, we're not doing big family gatherings with aunts, uncles, and cousins. None of that's happening. Uh, my mom decided to bail and leave town. She she left today, and uh, she headed down to Cincinnati to see my older brother, who has not been up for the holidays in years. So. She's down there visiting with him, his wife, and kids, uh, and that means that uh, I don't have to travel to multiple houses. Typically, the way my holiday works is Christmas Eve, I drive from Lakewood and go to Twinsburg. From Twinsburg, I go to uh, somewhere in Aurora, which isn't 
too far, but it's kind of like 20 minutes because of where it is. From Aurora, I drive all the way out, uh, basically the Amish country in Geauga County, because that's where my mom lives. And I'll, sp- I'll spend the night there, open up gifts. The next day, drive to freaking Cleveland Heights. <laughs> From Cleveland Heights, I drive to Sagamore Hills, back to Twinsburg, and then eventually back to beautiful Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, it's a lot of driving around. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. See, I, I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> I've never had to do anything like that. <laughs> Typically, it's the same every year. Um, it's my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. Um, come one come all sort of thing and you know there would be uh you know very varying crowds throughout the years like you know sometimes it's when i was you know in my later teenage years early 20s like it would be a lot of uh my friends wrestling people uh and then like my uncle's friends would come from their high school or whatever and um it's but it's always been my grandma's house on Christmas Eve. When I was younger, we would then do Christmas Day at my great grandmother's house, um, who recently died last year. She was 106 years old, um, which is insane. But that that tradition kind of went away. I don't know when I was like 10 or 11, you know, because I don't even know how old she was at that point. But she was pretty old, you know. She was had yeah. to have been in her 80s at that point. Um, and then, um, you know, so it's pretty much Christmas Christmas Eve for me. And then, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you, you do the Christmas morning with the parents and stuff like that. But uh, not Christmas Day is pretty, pretty relaxed. That's why I was kind of like before COVID happened, there was a big there was a big push about AIW possibly running Christmas night because it is on a Friday this year. Um and it was met with a lot of uh, pushback from people like Pedro um, and some, you know, some I, I others. I couldn't do it. I know that. But uh, I was really, you know, I was, I was like, you know, there's not a lot to do on Christmas night. And I wanted to do Christmas night and and or New Year's Day this year. But um, I was uh, I was talked out of it. Uh, so, but, yeah, I don't really do too much on Christmas Day. It's really christmas eve at the grandmother's house which my grandmother is 83 years old she has uh some mild lung cancer right now and uh is developing some uh some sort of dementia so she forgets every time we say hey maybe christmas eve is not a good idea this year you know like she is like (laughs) what do you mean like no like but and she's fully aware of covid and everything else and She's with it on all the long-term stuff, but she's like one of those people that is really scared of COVID, except for when it comes to the family. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, um, well, yeah, but like, it's just us. You know, know, it was a whole big argument on Thanksgiving, and now it is the same argument for Christmas. Um, So I've been kind of trying to encourage people to not come, like, unless it's like super necessary, like immediate family sort of thing but i don't know we'll see what happens tomorrow night uh it is you know it's <laughs> it's gonna be strange it's gonna be strange but uh, i am looking forward to uh you know just getting it over with i have some you know my aunt is in town and my little cousins and uh it's it's you know it's it's kind of weird not to not to make it 
grim, but like a lot of people have died in our family in the last five years. So it's mm-hmm. like a very weird gathering now, you know, because it is kind of like who's left sort of thing. And, sure. uh, it gets kind of, it gets kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, awkward and sad. So I don't know what, what I'm walking into tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, hence why I'm not much of a big holiday person, probably. But uh, for all of the fans of AIW, here we are with the holiday special. Here we <laughs> yeah. are, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we have a lot lined up. We so much lined up. Um, you know, AIW has a, a weird holiday history, as it were. You know, if, if, you, if you ever listened to our previous podcast, especially with Chandler, we detailed uh it was the nightmare before christmas right john oh yeah well that's that's it was initially a gauntlet for the gold which yeah it turns into the nightmare before christmas because of how the show goes down and uh very infamous chandler biggins uh (laughs) podcast from the you know the first 30 or so episodes um that is one of the craziest days ever in AEW history. <laughs> and we always ran around December because my birthday is December 20th. So I would always try, here's the uh, promoter business, whatever, try to make AEW survive-ness out of, you know, in my brain is I would always do a show around my birthday because then I would invite all my friends to the show as my birthday party. Therefore, I would sell tickets, you know, it's <laughs> a great I would idea. Sell tickets to my friends. And that's like, that's like the idea of why it like, cause a lot of people take a lot of promotions will take off in December or they'll try to run very early December to avoid the holidays. But my, my birthday is December 20th. So we always tried to run sometime in mid to later December, uh, just based on at that time frame, like, my friends were what was keeping AIW afloat. So I would always do a show around my birthday. All my friends would come. And, uh, you know, on this very night, it was unfortunate that my friends came because they started a riot. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, hey, we got those ticket sales. Everyone got paid that night. And we we got a classic podcast out of it with uh, Chandler talking about PP dance, which will forever go down in the uh, lore of, don't say, don't, quotables. don't say his name. He listens and he's very upset. <laughs> I'm not, not going to do that. not going to do that. He's, we, he's uh, an avid listener, I found out, and he's very, very upset sometimes at 9 o'clock in the morning. He goes back and re-listens to that episode and then yells at me. Crowds crowds have been okay, though, uh, in recent – you know, it was, it's already been two years. It was in December. Uh, we had the show at Ohio Nets, as it was at the time, and we brought in uh, Tanaka. That was huge. Yeah, now it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like a uh, Sunnyside Toyota uh, Collision Center or something. Yeah. But we had a great we had a great crowd for that, and uh, that was the, a, a massive the, uh, turnout. W- so w- what I've noticed, you know, just doing AW for so long, kind of like the, I guess the social patterns of people or something has changed, and uh, to where you know in. It's just indie wrestling in general, you know, more people are supporting it. But like those early days, it was very hard to get people out. Now, like the December show has become one of our uh, most kind of highly attended look, you know, people look forward to it, especially people from out of town and, you know, different things like 
so I, I've seen the change to where, uh, you know, Black Friday in December have kind of uh, really <coughs> they, they've really become, um, you know, pillars in the AIW schedule. And we've also, you know, we also moved the show past like after Christmas, you know, yeah. in recent years. So I think that has helped. It's gotten a little further away from my birthday and it's become uh, a more like in between that Christmas, New Year's. If we can fall somewhere right in there, it seems to work very well, which is uh, the last few years it, it's been that way. Yeah, people uh, people are in maybe from out of town that have left and they're back visiting family. They're here for a while. They pop in for the show. Or people out of people out of town have time off from work. They're able to come in and and uh, you know check out the show and, and not worry about getting back to anywhere. Obviously, uh, especially with weekends, but. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, John Thorne. You're a you're a guy notorious for <laughs> not having a lot of favorites when it comes to food. <laughs> you got any anything in particular that John Thorne actually eats during the holidays? That's like tradition outside of uh, chicken fingers and mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh yeah. So my my grandmother is Irish, but my grandfather was Italian. So it's a very Italian uh, Christmas Eve at my grandmother's house. Uh, she stuck to those traditions long, like that started probably long before I was born and she continues to do them. Uh, so it's always a baked rigatoni on Christmas Eve with some brujols. Do you know, that's a, a very exotic thing for John Thorne to eat, which is like, it's like this thin meat that is like wrapped up with toothpicks and it's cooked in the spaghetti sauce. It's very good. Um, but other, like, that's really the big tradition. And then, um, my family always gets this bakery pizza from a place called Mazzoni's Mazzones, uh, depending on who you ask, how it, how it's said, I don't know, but it's over like in the Clark Fulton area. It's like this, it's this pizza that is served cold. Highly recommend it. That is a, uh, John Thorne Christmas Eve tradition is eating this weird cold bakery pizza and, uh, some some baked rigatoni and some brujols. That's my uh, that's my go to. Uh, I don't get to I don't get crazy with the desserts or anything like that. Uh, maybe if there's a chocolate chip cookie around, I'll have one. But uh, that's that that's pretty much it for me. And uh, you know, a cocktail or two. I'm sure. Yeah, there you go. I uh, so everybody's kind of got their their different things. My stepmom's family is Italian, so we always get like lasagna and stuff that's always happening uh on on christmas on christmas eve with my dad's family my my aunt makes like cheesy potatoes with and then they're like topped with like cornflakes you ever had this it's like no. a like a it's like a casserole almost it's like uh it's the potatoes are are chopped up you got cheese mixed in there and maybe this like, is why my sister's been texting me would you eat cheesy potatoes all oh. week Oh, Maybe you, she got this recipe off the internet. They're they're amazing, and my aunt would make them. And then uh, it's so funny that one year she made extra so that I could personally have leftovers. But this was unbeknownst to other people. And one of my other aunts, she liked it a lot, and she took the leftovers home. <laughs> so I was pissed. And so now my uh, this aunt that makes them, she cooks off like she makes me a special small batch so that i have my own i could take it home i have it for the week i'm barely spoiled in that and then uh christmas day 
at my my mom's family with like aunts, uncles, and cousins. We do. It's very simple because we get together at like ten in the morning. We eat lunch at eleven, and some people will laugh at it, but we just do like deli trays. Like we have sandwiches and stuff and snacks. It's very simple and easy, but it's deli trays like my nightmare. It's fantastic. I love it. And I'm, I'm like, if, whenever I go somewhere and there's a deli tray, I'm pissed. I'm like, who the fuck wants this? Nobody I, wants a deli tray. I do. At like 11 o'clock in the morning, I do. I because anything no else. Deli tray. And that's like a work thing. Heavy. Like, hey, it brought in a deli tray. I don't want any fucking cold meats. Dude. Oh, I love it. I love I hate it. it. And my mom, my mom makes it. It's like fucking. Meal. Also, but while, while I'm thinking of it, fuck Jimmy John's too. Get a fucking oven. Like, what a stupid place. <laughs> my, well, my mom makes like a, like a four or five layer taco dip. And she brings that, this pan, and we all just smash it. We sit around like all the cousins, and we'll go through like two pans, two trays of this shit, man, and scoop that up. That's probably a little too exotic for you, though, the taco dip, I think. Yeah, fuck there's, like, that. No, no. A layer of like sour of cream, cream cheese mix, <laughs> some taco sauce. <laughs> I love it. I get my none own of thing of that, too. Uh, big, a lot of a variety of foods for, for Steve Guy during the holidays. But yeah, there's a lot of like desserts and exotic for you. There's a lot of desserts and weird things at my grandmother's house. I'm the only one in the whole family that doesn't doesn't touch any of that stuff. So there'll be all sorts of, you know, weird cakes and cookies and different things that, you know, I don't fucking know what they are. And I I don't touch them. (laughs) I stick to the I stick to the most basic basic of offerings. Well, it's it's good that you mention cookies and snacks and things because, as many people know, uh, a guy that was a regular in AIW when he came back to wrestling for about a year or so and has since retired again, Eric Stevens, uh, known as the family food dude and makes all sorts of cookies, he chimed in for this holiday spectacular and gave us one of his favorite holiday snack recipes that anybody can make. And from that, we go to Eric Stevens, and uh, then... We're going to go we, right into my, my little interview with uh, everyone's with favorite little elf, Hornswoggle. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays from your friendly neighborhood, family food dude, also known in a previous life as Eric Stevens. I'm here to share with you one of my favorite holiday recipes. Try not to laugh. I know it's a little ironic coming from a Floridian, but it is called White Trash. How do you make white trash? This is how you make white trash. You take Czech cereal, you pour a bunch of melted white chocolate on it, you add in some pretzels, and then when you, once once it's all it's all dried and nice and delicious, you add M&Ms. So you got white chocolate covered pretzels, Czech mix, and M&Ms all in the same package. It's fantastic. And many Christmases I have passed out drunkenly with a handful of it. Uh, near my mouth. So give it a shot. It's really easy to make. I don't know if there's a uh, a more appropriate name for it, but look, if you make it in Florida, it's called white trash. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Now joining us on the big AIW, the card is going to change holiday extravaganza special. I don't even know if we have an official title for it, is the most famous person I probably know. The six mania man, as it says on his screen, Dylan Swoggle Postal. I went from tribute. I went from tribute to the troops to this. Were you on, so the, were you on the most I, recent I, tribute tribute for the troops? No, I went. I went from just you know performing at naval bases and air force bases and army bases to talking to you 
with your guilty as charged ECW shirt in the background. Fonzie sent me that. That's for, that's a that's an original. That shirt's probably worth a thousand dollars on one of these Instagram bootleggers. It's a gift. And speaking, you know, speaking of the holidays, that is a gift that I received from uh, William Alfonso. But uh, this this time of year sucks. Like it's it's the best as a parent. It is the best as a parent, as you know, as you would know. Um, <laughs> parent. <laughs> I but it care. also sucks. But it also sucks because. John, I buy too many things. I just I just texted our friend Ethan about this. I buy too much. Well, this is what this is why I wanted to have you on because uh, I am you know uh, shocking to everybody. I am not too big of a I'm not that big of a holiday guy. Oh, I don't. Oh, why? Why? Because it's a happy time of the year. <laughs> you don't like to be happy. I, I prefer probably to be miserable most of the time. <laughs> it just helps. And now I bought this this goddamn wrapping paper. In a Target like four pack, and has, and let me tell you this. Let me let me. This is a rift here. If you if you wrap anything in glitter or have glitter on anything, cards, you know, greeting cards. This wrapping paper has glitter all over it, and now it's getting all over my kitchen. I hate it's, glitter. Glitter it's, is useless. It's gonna be all over you for days. Days. I'm gonna look like I went to the tit joint. Well, I mean, speaking of Christmas. You know, those those girls need money too. But what what better what what better uh, for you to be doing on the holiday special than you are actually? I am watching you wrap Christmas presents right now. Yeah, I'm wrapping AIW a not AIW figures. They're not they they don't they don't have those uh, AEW figures. I'm wrapping Nike sweatshirts. I'm wrapping an Avengers Xbox game. I just got done wrapping uh, a Nerf gun. Um, he has, I, I think I counted, 16 presents. 16. Just from you. Well, Santa, John. So, Santa. Oh, is, is he still in on Santa? We don't talk about that, John. Just because if there's any reason that he listens to this and he still believes, Santa, Santa's still getting them things. Really? Yeah, and they, they show up at my house early. You don't think somebody on the you don't think somebody on the bus stooged it off to him yet? No one stooged it off. He doesn't take the bus because the kids aren't at goddamn school yet. Oh, homeschool. They went for they went for three weeks, and now they're not fucking going again. Uh, but they're I get their return. They're supposed to return January 11th. That's probably messing up your af- your afternoon uh, your afternoon dates I, with the gals, huh? No, 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 no. You know what it's messing up? You'll love this. You know what I've done twice. Twice since August, John. Played cards with your old friends at the bar? I've only gotten two games of gin in since August. I thought you were a bridge or a pinochle guy. No, it's gin. We played gin. Last week, I won $200. Then I put it right back in the slot machines that night. But You, you haven't figured out like a, uh, like a uh, virtual remote digital card way to play cards? John, the youngest man I play with is 71. You are, you are, you're the oldest young guy I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, to Landon from Santa. Um, Santa Swoggle, Santa Swoggle's here. You know, hey, hey, you know, back in my time working with Vince Jr., we, uh, this is something that I'm sure all of your guests talk about working for Vince Jr. during the holidays. Um, we would always have Christmas off. I know a couple of years ago they actually had to work on Christmas. 
which was nuts. But we would always have Christmas off, but we would always fly out the the morning after because it was the holiday loop, which was the best loop right. ever. It, of they shows. always did MSG, right? Or right after the holidays or n- New York City, right? Uh, usually MSG was part of it, with one, but there was always two loops going on. There was always oh, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Always two loops. And sometimes three. There was a couple of years where there were three loops. And I, I always was kind of like, ah, well, why? You know, it's kind of, aren't people celebrating? No, that's the best Christmas present ever. And your stocking is WWE tickets. Like, it makes the most sense in that in that case. But it, yeah, man, it was always. And shows were sold out. I was on the top of the card always. <laughs> Sold out shows. So that, that's that's what I was going to ask you because, you know, it, it, this has to be a little different for you this year because pretty much you know, your son's entire life, you have been on the road in some capacity. Yeah, this is uh, this year. He's like almost when are you leaving next? And not in a bad way, but it's like he's just not used to this. He loves it because he loves dad being home. But it's just different for him, for sure. But is it weird for you? Oh yeah, this, this year has been very we're real weird. I've kept busy, like thankfully I, I've kept busy uh, more than I thought I would, and more than a lot of people, uh, I will say. Um, I have one more show this year, but that's it. That's that's, and then I have January is awful. January, I think I have three all month. It's just yeah. it's. Yeah. I, I I do think we are heading downhill in this whole thing, and things are going to get be getting back to normal. But uh, do you think they get a little worse before before? I think it's going to be an an I don't think it'll be a slow back to normal. I think it's going to be a holy shit! Everyone's running ninety shows a weekend. But I think um, for some reason I think there's going to be a uh, one more low point. I, I think there's oh, going to be... See? See, hold on. This. This is why I don't wrap things. You ran out of because paper. Because I, I cut the paper too goddamn small. This pisses me off. This is why I bring things to my father's house to wrap for me. Because I, I'm not an adult. I don't well, like I want. I, I'm, I'm going to circle back to this wrapping thing, but I want to I want to get this thought off. Yeah, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about this actual I think, thing. I think that... Um, it's going to be a slow burn. Like I think, I think there will be a lot of people that try to run shows, but I think as far as fan support, it is going to be a slow trickle. You know, just because there's going to be a bunch of shows, I don't think that people are going to be rushing rushing to the doors to, to buy do. the tickets. Wrestling wrestling fans don't believe in things. Uh, you must. You are very uh, inactive on Twitter. I know, so you are missing out on a lot of the people caring about. Oh, sh- shucks! I'm missing out on that. Come on. But uh, I, I think it'll. I think it'll be a lot of shows, like you said. But I think the support will be uh, a little harder to 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 get out there and and make them go. And I think maybe we'll see some people ease back the throttle on their schedule uh, as far as their promotion goes. And, um, you know, we'll see, you know, we're going to see, it's going to, it's really going to depend on if, you know, I mean, where you're from Wisconsin, I'm sure they don't think that COVID's real. I mean, but, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely real, but there's uh we're doing everything we can to keep everyone protected. But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh other more highly populated places uh, are going to be a lot more hesitant, and there's still going to be a lot of 
red tape and all that stuff. But uh, it's just such a weird time because no one knows. Like no one knows what's it's all, going yeah, to it's happen a, tomorrow. It's a guessing game, and you can you can you can watch ten different news stories. And I give up. I I I've I've given up now. Like for months, um, the only news I watch is at the gym in the mornings, and then it's. But then, I mean, the the, the first vaccines came out today. Right. But yet. A week ago, they said they wouldn't be they wouldn't be coming out till January or February. Like that's what you never know. Things are different tomorrow. Things will be different tomorrow. Things will be way different by next week. It's just a very literally a, a minute to, by minute time time. And I th- frame. and I think um, you know it's just it's just going to be a waiting game. But uh, what, what I wanted to talk to you about is because well, there's a couple things, and we're, we we've already rattled off nine minutes somehow. Uh, but, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Does like Frankie Flynn have to get his interview in or like Dr. Dan DCR have to talk about like him fixing cars or something during this crazy time? I'm dedicating this time to you, brother. Uh, a couple things. One, I was shocked to see you wrapping your own Christmas presents because you definitely struck me as a have them done at the mall type of person or have somebody else do it. I'm cheap as fuck. You know that. I don't. Yeah, I, you're you're a swindler. So I figured you. Said, hey. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. Hey, babe. I'll give you a couple eight by tens. You know, wrap these up for me. Put them in the car. I will fully admit this. I've asked two of my nice girlfriends uh, if they would wrap things for me. I don't know how to wrap. I, I so my dad made me like when I was a kid. My dad because I rushed through it and I'm awful at it. My dad would make me rewrap stuff. Yeah, I don't like, know how to do rap. well. So I'm okay at it, but I just get frustrated and pissed off. I have two options. It's it's uh, hey hey uh, gal, can you wrap this for me? Or hey, uh, what size bags do you have for sale? You know, in the in the in the uh, Christmas oh, man, wrapping no, I'll, section. I'll bag never, section. I never, I never buy bags because let me tell you this again: wrapping gift wrap. Is the this is going to be like a worldwide thing? Gift wrap is the biggest, just money pit. You're oh, literally yeah. buying something to throw it away. But but see, this, and this is why I go with the bag thing because uh, my grandmother, who you know, reuse them. She will then keep every bag that is left yep. at her house on Christmas yep. Eve, and then she just i mean she's got bags that she's been using since 1972 that just yeah. go they just circle back around through the family um i'm going to throw this goddamn gift wrap out this glitter is everywhere this is like this is gone. done <laughs> done i'm fucking sick of it <laughs> there's glitter all over my how am i supposed to eat my filet mignon at my mansion with with glitter on my table. So give me give me a couple tips on on uh, on, on on wrapping. What's what's the tricks? How to? You're just rubbing glitter all over your belly. I wish you could see this. There's I glitter all it. over my belly, but there's I, glitter just popping off. Oh, this is I, the worst. For for the people that uh, do not have the visual aid that I have, uh, Swoggle is shirtless, rubbing glitter all over his chest. And, I'm trying uh, to rub it off of my chest, and it's getting all over onto my nice jeans, my buckle jeans, $120 buckle jeans, and just all over. You would have buckle jeans. <laughs> Can we talk about your affliction phase that you went through? 
I did go through an affliction phase. That's my, favorite sw- that's my favorite swoggle, affliction swoggle. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of good affliction swoggle pictures out there, too. Uh, so g- give, me, give me your tips on uh, how, to, how to gift wrap something. Give me your how-to. You find, so you, hopefully you have two of the same item or the same like box item. Like I have 97 figures for my son. So I will find out how much it takes for one. I will use half the wrapping paper because I also have little arms, so I can't cut across the whole wrapping paper. Sucks big time. So it's always like just jagged edges, like the uh, mid 2000s boy band. Um, jagged edge. <laughs> but there's, there's, you find two things and you split it in half then, so now you know exactly how much gift wrap you need. Also, I count the squares of gift wrap because I don't want to use too much. That's you are how such a cheap fucker. <laughs> I will literally go, okay, this covers half. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now I know I need to go six this way. I will measure this way. Yeah, man. But I'll buy uh, we'll, well I'll take it back. You're a cheap fucker with this, but then when you're when you're out at the uh the bar or uh visit Oh, you mean when you is this are we going back to are we circling back to when you bullied me into a twenty three hundred dollar tab? No, we're not. We're not exposing that. I mean, that's you know, that's pre-pandemic. That's like you know, in the Bible, like A.D. You know, B.C. Whatever A.D. We we don't talk about anything that happened. Pre-pandemic. We don't. We don't talk about. We don't. We don't talk about the the time you bullied me into a twenty-six hundred dollar tab. Oh, I didn't. Bu- I didn't bully you. Somebody. Somebody was really flaunting the ACW Wisconsin company card. <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> uh. But uh, what I what I wanted to ask is, did WWE ever do special things for you guys around the holidays? I mean, I think people would probably we would be get a gift. Like I remember, one of my last years, we got like an Apple gift card or like a Amazon thing or something. Um, but otherwise, we get a card from the office, which I always thought was cool. Like, signed by Vince. Did Vince sign everyone personally? No, this is talent relations and Mark Carano. Mark Carano, Laurinaitis, and the travel department. Like, okay. But it still was cool to me because it was like, hey, they're signing each one of these. And, like, mine had, like, it would be two Dylan, like, hey, Merry Christmas, Dylan, and your and Landon kind of thing, stuff like that. So like that personal, was always, yeah. Personal yeah, 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 yeah. And whether they knocked out, knocked it out in three seconds, it still was no cool no company No company Christmas party or anything like that? So that is something that we always like kind of brought up like why don't cuz they go cuz they go big for the WrestleMania party huge know? for the WrestleMania party um but we always thought like what if they took the money for the fi- the drug fines the drug testing fines and put it towards like a company party yeah cuz where does the money for the drug testing fines go it's like at my job they say if you want to wear jeans on Friday you got to pay two dollars, and then at, That's, the, end the, you're at kidding the end me. of the year, at the end of the year, they they uh, try to th- spend it on pizza or something. Like, hey, we got everybody a sheet pizza for you know. I don't pay just for those listening. You know, I just do. You, do you wear jeans, anyways? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's something I always thought about, like. It would be cool if they did that. But but then where do you have it? Like do you have it the night after the that last TV? You know what I mean? What I was th- what you, I mean it would make perfect sense to like on that 
on that loop. You know what I mean? When you guys come back from Christmas, you know, to do it there. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, it would be, but it's just, I, I know the employees, the employees get a bonus. I always heard, um, but the talent never did. Well, uh, I guess we'll wrap up this segment of the holiday special with this question. Yes, it'll be good. Heart of the matter. Holiday present for all those people out there listening. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of the holidays. The people want to know, and they want a present from Swoggle. What was your payoff from Tony Khan for your appearance on AEW Dynamite? I sold the diaper for $55. To who? I sold the diaper for $55. Did you sign it? I did. And that's all you're giving up, huh? I sold the diaper for $55 signed. Was your payoff from from AEW greater or less than $55? Yes. It was great. It was greater. It was greater. Was it greater or lower than a WrestleMania payoff? Then what? A WrestleMania payoff. No, lower, lower. I was on AEW for eight seconds. I was. You thought about it though. For, for the people, the people at home, he thought about it. So that, to me, tells me he got a significant, significant financial check. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a very good check for, especially for how long I was there. I was. I was in Las Vegas for less than twelve hours. Uh, it, I a little was, bit of you have a little bit of the bubbly with La Champion. No, I had one cocktail at a slot machine where I put fifty dollars into it and lost. Uh, I got berated by yours by you um, for not going out and partying and staying the night in Vegas instead yeah. of getting home to my son and being a great father. Oh, uh, I should have in your <laughs> in your mind. I should have blown my son. You know, kicked my son to the curb for the night and partied. You were in Las Jericho. Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a 34 year old man. That's like I'm saying, you're the uh, oldest young guy I know. <laughs> I know. I've been, but then uh, until after the shows, and then I become a 20 year old, 34 year old. This is what I want. First show back. First swoggle booking back. And I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I'm not allowing it. This is what I want. I want full. Affliction swoggle to show up. <laughs> I want you, the buckle jeans. I want some nice like boots, you know, or some kind of I never, fancy. I never owned. I never. I never owned nice shoes. Some kind never of fancy shoe, shoe wear, footwear, and I want an affliction shirt and uh, maybe a little jewelry. You got any jewelry? I you, did. I did back then. I had a. <laughs> I had a. I had a ring. I had you look like a silver, like a silver bracelet guy. I, no, it was a black black bracelet, black metal bracelet with silver crosses on it, oh, and I man. had a really fucking pendant. batisted out. I had a cross pendant necklace at all times, and also a ring that said uh, it said something on the ring. But I want this whole thing. I want this whole thing. Twenty twenty one. I want this whole thing. It's not going to happen. I'm not. No. Imagine the meet and greet from the AW fans if they could just do photos with Affliction Swoggle. I mean, that's just money in the bank. If we get a pre-order 
of enough to cover the stuff for the, the, the outfit. If we get a pre-order enough to cover the outfit, I will do Affliction Swaggle. Just get in your closet, brother. I First off, that was 2009-8 Swaggle, where I was about 50 pounds lighter than I am now. Secondly, that stuff, so that stuff would never fit. Secondly, I don't want to be caught dead in that. And third, all of that jewelry is left at bars across the country. World, probably, right? Yeah, good chance. All right, so that'll wrap it up. Uh, and then perhaps we're going to record something for Patreon here in a second. This went uh, 15, 15 minutes over <laughs> over my time, but uh, I think it was uh, well worth it. So uh, on Steve to guy, next. Steve guy will yell about this. Yeah, we're going to have to cut some of it. We're going to have to cut some of it. We need time for like... Or- just the 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 2020 look back at Eddie Kingston and AEW. <laughs> On to the next segment. I hope you guys are enjoying the AIW The Card is Going to Change holiday special. Hello, AIW world. This is the Bone Collector, the Italian-American dragon, Dominic Garini, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, We here at the Garini household just finished with the seven Italian fishes of Christmas. And let me tell you, am I ready for AIW to return so I can stretch some fools out? But in the meantime, watch it on IWTV. Subscribe to the Patreon. Get in that Discord. Let's chat it up. And everybody, have a merry, merry Christmas. All right, so we got to hear from Eric Stevens, we heard from Swaggle, and then we just heard from the bone collector, Dominic Garini, speaking of Italian holiday The fish collector, the fish collector. (laughs) Fish is way too exotic for you. No, no, I would never eat that. The only fish I eat is a fish stick. (laughs) They have multiple fish dishes at the Garini household, as he was uh, explaining there. I I don't think I've ever had fish on, uh, on Christmas, but... Hey. No, no, sir. <laughs> the fish the fish collector. Uh, it's too bad we don't have a December show this year. That'd be great. Just switch it up and call Dom the fish collector coming out to the ring instead. What about uh what about movies though, John Thorne? You're a bit you're a bit of a Grinch during the holiday season. You like the Grinch? Or that's not your thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like uh if you wanna go if you wanna go holiday movies. I think uh, you got to go home alone, number one. Yeah, sure. That's good. I mean, I, I don't think that there's a better holiday movie, and I don't know if it's because, you know, it's from my childhood or whatever, but I'm putting Home Alone number one. Wet band, wet Bandits. And I'm putting <laughs> Home Alone over Home Alone Part 2 because... Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm sure I told this story on a podcast before, but I got a little vendetta against Home Alone 2. Asked for a talk boy that year. Uh <laughs> Because of the because of the trailers playing on TV, and uh, I got a talk boy. However, it was a Power Rangers licensed talk boy, and I thought that I was way too old for Power Rangers. I thought the Power Rangers were for kids, and I was probably I was nine. I don't know how old I was at that time, but I threw it down on the ground and I said, "This is the one I asked for. I wanted the talk boy. I didn't want this Power Rangers toy," and uh, I was very upset about that. So that's why I still hold a grudge against Home Alone too, but. Uh, you know, Christmas Vacation, obviously. Oh, yeah. What about it, uh, Jingle All the Way? It's okay. I okay. mean, I think it's I think it's a little overhyped, you know. I think yeah. people really overhype it around this time. But they overhype everything around Christmas time. Oh, sure. Um, Gremlins. Gremlins is, is, is a great, great Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, 
not a lot of good horror Christmas movies. I mean, there's Silent Night, Deadly Night, but that's a fucking weird movie. I don't even what, know if I would uh, recommend watching that. What about uh, is it Crump- Crumpus? Oh, Krampus? That's pretty Krampus? good. Yeah. I like that. I saw that in the movie theater uh, with Nick Sanka, I think. He was like, <laughs> let's go see this movie. I, I didn't. I had no fucking idea what it was. Uh, I, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't, you know, it's... I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just one of you know. But I'll watch it if it's if I come across it. You know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that one. I mean, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Uh, and being from Cleveland, of course, uh, we have a Christmas story that I fucking loves. hate it. I hate a Christmas story. I hate it. Is it because it's on twenty four seven? Does it drive? I you just nuts? like I just I don't know. Like I think it was like one of those movies that even before it was on twenty four seven, like. Your parents or family members would be like, oh, what? it's Cleveland, you know, you got to watch it. And like, you'd wa- like, I'd watch it and I'd be like, this movie fucking sucks. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care about this. Like, I, I just never liked it or anything about it. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, that's the old Higby's building or whatever. You know, it's like a yeah. fucking, you know, it's, it, you, you put it on to see shit that you could drive down the street and see. And I just never got into it as a kid, you know, that like, it would be like, if it was on at a family gathering, like it would just be like, Oh, that's where the whatever happened. Or that's right over, you know, over there in Tremont or, you know, that's downtown. That's where tower city is now. Or what, you know, like just, I don't know. I never got into it. I fucking hate it. I think it's in watching it, you know, as an adult, I still don't like it. Uh, and I, maybe that's blasphemous to say being from Cleveland, but I am not, a, uh, I'm not a, a Christmas story guy. How about uh, I enjoy Elf? Do you like Elf with Will Ferrell? I, I, yeah, I mean, I can get into some Elf, I guess. I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch it. I think, you know, it's a little... That's one that, like, you know, any girl that you've ever dated will... That's, like, their Christmas movie. So that's it's just, true. like... Yeah, they all love that. Every Like, if you... Like, any girl, like, under... 32 years old will just quote that movie <laughs> nonstop uh, the entire month of November, December, and January. So, uh, I mean, it's okay. I don't know. I, know. I, Home, I Alone, Home Alone's my, my go-to one. Uh, I I will watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's very old. Uh, I enjoy that and like Miracle on 34th Street. Say, I, I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even go down that. I don't even go down that realm. I'll, oh. I'll give you one. Are you going to say, you might say what I was going to say. I was going to say the ref <laughs> with Dennis, with Dennis Leary. That, all right. That, that is good. I was going to say Scrooged with Bill Murray. Scrooge is good. Oh yeah. I like Scrooged, you know, like, uh, what is it? IBM video or whatever. I can't remember yeah, what it is. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Scrooge, Scrooge is good. I like Scrooge, but, uh, I, I try to watch The Ref every year because, like, my my mom loved that movie for whatever reason because it was they were doing all this weird, you know, that's a weird kind of offshoot Christmas movie, but it is it, it does take place in the around Christmas time. So I always try to watch The Ref around the month of December uh, with Dennis Leary, very underrated. There are just uh, there are so many christmas movies anymore i i've realized as people have these debates and things that they list like, there's oh, very yeah, like there's, there's very few though like okay like i'm not i'm not counting one movie that's on the hallmark channel you know what i mean or whatever oh, the fuck sure. they make you know or the light the lifetime christmas whatever the fuck like where they just make like 30 christmas movies in 30 days like i'm not yeah, doing but, like just for us growing up like you had the santa claus with tim allen they made three of those for crying out loud that's crazy. uh 
uh, Vince Vaughn is in. Uh, oh, Fred Claus. Fred, that's Fred underrated Claus. one. Fred Claus yeah, is okay. And, and he, Four Christmases. And Four Christmases. Yeah, he's in with Reese Witherspoon. And uh, man, there was something else I, I was thinking about. Uh, I can't remember now. But there's there's a lot of things like that that we forget about uh, out there. But then some. Then there's the movies that kind of happen around christmas like uh, uh was it chandler best? bagan's favorite you got to shout it out reindeer games that's his favorite christmas movie <laughs> the powwow safe uh you got the chick flicks like best friends with the. Uh, i don't know that one it's ryan reynolds and it's like he goes oh, oh this is, like chick yeah, Flick, yeah, yeah, he goes yeah. home for christmas that's it uh the the holiday is another uh, chick flick one. one it's cameron diaz is in it and uh jack black and jude lawn whatever there are so many there's so many of them uh, what's what's the other tim allen one? oh christmas with the cranks you ever seen that oh yeah it's okay uh, I'm, it's, I'm not, it's not the best i don't know if i've watched that one but uh you know i just I, I just read this list that says jaws the revenge is a christmas movie <laughs> Jaws 4. I don't know. I mean, that happens in, like, Jamaica or something. I don't know if I'm buying that one. Uh, Hook is technically a Christmas movie. I, I saw I saw that. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, but... Well, because, yeah, it ha- they go across, they go to England during Christmas time, but it's not... Yeah, I don't consider it a Christmas movie, but that's what I mean. All it's, that stuff gets... Black gets Christmas. I mean, that's another horror one. I, I don't oh, know. Did yeah. you ever see the... Uh, Christmas office party. Oh, that's yeah, that's, that's like okay. Yeah, Christmas. I don't mind that one. Or or the or the night before, I think it is with Seth Rogen. Yeah, you know that's that another one? one. Yeah, yeah. You ever see that one? Yeah, or the Seth night of. I don't. know. I can't remember. Yeah, something. It's set like Seth Rogen and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it's. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and the yeah. guy that's uh, Papa Doc from Eight Mile. Oh, yeah, he's in uh, Captain America. Anthony Mackie. There we go. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. his name. <laughs> saw, the guy, saw the guy at Town Hall once. I bet, yeah, when they were shooting Captain America here. He was just there in the afternoon. I was like, that's Papa Doc from 8 Mile. I didn't, I didn't, know, what, I didn't know anything about the Avengers. <laughs> they, were, they were in there. But uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, so many movies. And then you have the classics that everybody likes to argue uh, about whether they are Christmas movies or not, including uh, that takes us to our next fun holiday segment for you that we roll into here. Uh, of course, everyone talks about is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And I don't is think it? we need to. I, I, I think mean, it is. I, I, you think I'll, it is? I'll, I, I like that's really the only time of the year that I watch it. It does. You know, I'll, I'll make. It does give you the holiday spirit vibe with good triumphing, right? You, triumphing? You, is that a tri- word? Yeah. Triumph? Triumphing. <laughs> yeah, triumphing is, yeah, triumphing over, yeah, either, yeah, that's a word, right? I'm pretty sure. I probably. We failed to it. mention, though, before you Not get really. into it, you know, uh, you got you to gotta give a shout out to the Hanukkah movies, too, Eight Crazy Nights, right? Yeah, it's uh, the cartoon movie. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know if a lot of other ones. Oh, you know what? Before you even get into this, I know, I know where you're going with the with the Die Hard thing. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I watched two, I actually watched two Christmas movies recently. I watched Noel, which is on Disney Plus. Oh, with Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I almost which, watched that last night. Anna Kendrick, that's, that's some good stuff. 
Uh, but that's uh, that one was pretty good. I mean, for what it was, it was kind of funny uh, for like a family movie. And I watched Fat Man with Mel Gibson recently, which is kind of like a weird <laughs> genre. Like, I, I don't even know what genre it falls into, but uh, it's a pretty interesting concept of, you know, a guy trying to kill Santa Claus. Uh, what's like Walton Goggins? Is that his name? I have no idea. I don't you know, know what I'm talking about? He's in, no. uh, you don't know, you'd know this guy if you saw him. He's in a shit ton of things. He's on, uh, yeah, Walton Goggins. That's his name. I just looked it up. He's in the, he was in Vice Principals. He's in the Righteous Gemstones. He's in, he's got some show on, I don't know, oh, CBS yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The Unicorn. He's, the you unicorn, know him yeah. if you saw him. Yep, I just looked him up. Yeah. All right. But uh, Fat Man is it's it's weird. It's not the best movie, not the worst movie, but I definitely you know if you got nothing to do, give it a rental on uh, one of you know the on-demand VOD services. Oh man, uh, I, I'll throw out a, a Christmas movie for people. It's actually a sequel. The first movie wasn't a Christmas movie. Uh, Daddy's Home Two. Oh, this is Nick Sanka's favorite Christmas movie. It's so good. It is so good. As a as a kid from a divorced family, man, that is my <laughs> that's my favorite movie right now for Nick for Nick Sanka Nick Sanka it will text me the entire month of December about how Daddy's Home Two is the best Christmas movie. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I uh, I'm probably gonna have to sit down and make I, sure I watch I, it. I've never really like I've watched it, but I like it's been one of those things to where it's on like in the background sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I never you, really give it the, its appreciation, I guess. You technically have to watch the first one to understand the dynamics of everybody going into the second one, but then the second one is just, it's a great Christmas movie, man. I know it's, the first uh, one, but uh, what, what about, um, you know, b- before we get into the diehard debate here, uh, Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon, isn't that around it, Christmas time? Yeah, yeah. Lethal Weapon is, yeah. That's a good Christmas one for sure. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. All right. All right. We're already running over time. Let's 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 throw to it because this is gonna this podcast <laughs> is gonna be two fucking hours. Well, hey, we've already mentioned Die Hard. We talked about the debate and whether you believe it's a Christmas movie or not, one member of the AIW roster uh wholeheartedly believes it is a Christmas movie, and that of course is the Duke. So uh, the Duke and the Bitcoin boys are here now with a live script reading from a scene of Die Hard. And I will tell you that uh, Mikey Montgomery plays the role of uh, Dwayne Robinson. Eric Taylor plays Al Powell. And of course, as you would guess, the Duke is John McClane. The Duke seems more like a Hans Gruber to me. <laughs> That's fair. The scene begins in the interior, 32nd floor, where John McClane is. He sits up and lifts the CB radio. Al! Al! The guy's in the car! Did they make it? Intercut outside of Powell. On the street, watching as the survivors are pulled out of the wrecks and safety. Safe and sound, thanks to you. What the fuck was that? The plastique I found. Is the building on fire? No, but it's going to need one hell of a paint job and a shitload of screen doors. One spotter say you got two with that blast. Two? Are you sure? Before Powell can answer, Robinson comes running up to him. Is that him? Yes, sir. Give me that. Now listen to me, mister. 
I don't know what you think you're doing, but demolishing a building doesn't fall under the definition of help. There's hundreds of people out here, and you covered half of them in pieces of glass. Glass my ass? Who the fuck is this? This is Deputy Chief of the Police, Dwayne T. Robinson, and I'm in charge of this situation. McLean leans tiredly against the elevator door. Well, from up here, it doesn't look like you're in charge of shit, Dwayne. I haven't seen such a fucked up operation since the Bride of Frankenstein. Ask the guys in the armored car if they mind a little flying glass. Listen, asshole. Asshole? I'm not the one who just got buttfucked on national TV, Dwayne. Now, if you're not part of the solution, stop being part of the problem. Get off the goddamn radio and put Al back on. McLean is so furious, he's out of breath. Cut to the limo where Argyle is. Argyle nides in an agreement. Tell him, Mac! Tell him! Back to the 33rd floor, and John McLean still seething. There's a long pause on the CB. Then... Hello, Roy. How you feeling? Pretty fucking underappreciated. And scene. That dramatic reading of Die Hard brought to you by the Duke and the Bitcoin Boys. And we'd like to take this moment to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And as always, welcome to the party, pal. What's going on, y'all? It's the Urban Playboy, Mr. Fresh to Death Playboy Smooth. And I'm going to tell you guys one of my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, it's called Santa Baby by Kaylin Allen. Obviously, he's not the one that originally wrote this song, but I think he does a real smooth job on it. You know, uh, the, the beats and the melodies change throughout the song. It's like a good buildup. And dude has a powerful voice, you know what I mean? So uh, check it out. It's called Santa Baby from Kaylin Allen. Uh, hope you guys are staying safe with the pandemic and all that. And uh, happy holidays. Hope to see you guys in 2021. Peace. I don't really have many fucking memories because I can't really remember shit, but I would have to be, I just got a bike like when I was in second grade and I rode that bitch, but I can't really ride a bike. So I like crashed into my uncle's bushes and then I broke my front teeth later that day. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jocelyn Navarro and I just want to wish you all a happy holidays. Felices vacaciones, feliz año nuevo, feliz navidad, whatever you celebrate, happy holidays. And my favorite times about this time of the year is going to travel, getting out the country, seeing something new. So I hope you all see something new and I hope you all enjoy your holiday and I will see you all in 2021. Yo, yo, what's up everybody? This is Trey Lamar here. Uh, I just wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a happy new year and with this upcoming year i hope to see you all very soon happy holidays to you all yes sir this is maserati west west barkley i'm with the ice man ricky bricks mr Bricker, Brick. and the intense absolute intense the absolutely absolutely intense icon joshua bishop the rip city shooters live and direct and we're coming to with you with our Christmas wish list. What do we want for Christmas? Well, we got a long list, but we're going to keep it short for you guys. Short and sweet today. So let me start first. I want a $100 sushi gift card to the best sushi place in the world. You pick it, I'll be there, and I'm eating. Iceman, what do you want? Yo, 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 I want the guy, Macaulay Culkin, in the middle of the ring for a lumberjack Christmas tree match so I could drop that little twerp on his neck piece. You got him. You got him. Yo, JB, what you want, bro? If there's any gift that I could get from Santa this year, I hope when I get under that tree on December 25th and I open up a gift, I get a box. And in that box, 
I get a dog collar. And then with that dog collar comes a guaranteed match against John Thor. That sounds good. Woo-wee, dog collar. Speaking of matches, what we what else I know us collectively is for Edmonton to stop fucking in too long. I want him off my list, if anything. And and other thing is that I want everybody to check out my food reviews. Different story, different day. Hey, so what what did we have that we had to eat before we tore up the collective, Mr. Brickster? I think we need twelve to fifteen to twenty dozen of those. What were they? Cronuts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boxes of cronuts. Right out of Nashville, Tennessee. What you guys know about that? I'm sure a lot of people do know about those cronuts, but yeah, we would like twelve of them. Actually, you know what? Let's X that out. Make it twenty-four. X that out. Make it forty-four. Sixty-four. I don't care. We want as yep. many cronuts as you have. We're going to need that. And then, JB, I know you're pretty hungry, but you also got an expensive taste in shoes. What shoes do you want for Christmas? I want a fresh pair of Air Mag, baby. I like it. I like it. We got a lot of wishes Tell here. Tell me your You guys fill up our PayPal. Hit up that Size 13. You know what happens if you don't get out of the way. JB, tell them what happens if you don't get out tell of the way. Tell them about Grandma. Tell them about Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> You don't get out of the way. You better ask grandma. You better ask grandma what happened because grandma didn't get out of the way of shooters and that's how she got ran over. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, so hopefully you enjoyed uh, the Duke and Bitcoin boys as, as diehard. Plus, we heard from everybody in 40 Acres there, which was, was great to hear from them. And and Rip City giving us their holiday wish oh, list. Jesus. Uh, which... I mean, this has to end. It just has to end. Enough is yeah. enough. <laughs> you heard it. He wants the he wants the dog collar under under the tree. Says Josh Bishop. Uh, oh, oh, Chandler t- Chandler sold Haley Hatred's dog collar on eBay for like seventy five bucks. <laughs> it had pieces of her blonde hair stuck in it. That was part of the description. <laughs> that's uh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Somebody out there's got it. Uh, whew. I, I, I will Merry say, Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I, I, will, I do want to throw out a really quick, uh, it is a little bit of a somber note, but uh, you know, we heard from 40 Acres, and we did hear from AJ, and he sent this to us uh, earlier on last week, and uh, really only a few short days ago, his grandfather passed away, so all our, our thoughts and our condolences are with AJ Gray and his family. Um, man, that's a, I mean, that's a shitty thing to go through right now at the holidays, but yeah, that is, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's real difficult to deal with, you know, death in general, but then when you mix it with holidays, it makes it, uh, makes it even, even worse. You know, my, uh, my uncle passed away the day after Christmas a few years ago, which, yeah. uh, you know, I actually, the funeral was the day of an AIW show, which, uh, that was an infamous john thorne after party it was <laughs> uh because i was i was uh i was having a rough day that day but uh i think that's where i threw chairs at people or something i don't know yes, what was yes. going on you but, were throwing uh, chairs at us yeah that's that uh you know that, that's tough uh you know my heart goes out to aj gray because that is a it's a tough thing to think about and that's you know that's what makes the holidays hard for a lot of people is thinking about those people that aren't here anymore and you know and and figuring out how to kind of you know continue on and like persevere through it all and you know it's uh, a lot of people don't realize like the holidays for some people it's it, it's very stressful time you know oh sure absolutely it, it really is um but our hearts out to him 
Uh, I'll never, I'll never forget. Like every year, like you, you knew it was Christmas before you know you even made it to the Christmas gathering when one of your parents said "Merry fucking Christmas" because they were yelling about something or stressed <laughs> out about something. You know, forgot to go to the store and buy a present. Yeah. You know, like well, I, I knew I I I I knew we were coming up on uh, you know getting ready to go to the Christmas the Christmas family gathering when I heard a merry fucking Christmas because something wasn't done or some food wasn't cooked or you know uh, my dad forgot something or my mom forgot something one of them gave a merry fucking Christmas every year and that's how you knew uh, it was it was Christmas time <laughs> well Rip City talked about their wish list and AJ did give us a very funny uh, Christmas present memory crashing a bicycle that he got and breaking his two front teeth but <laughs> did you you have any good presents that that uh you've gotten well i talked about i talked about the talk, talk about the boy talk thing boy, earlier yeah. the thing that sucks is um you know my birthday is five days before christmas so it's kind of a ripoff you know like you yes, never yeah you never appreciate christmas or the birthday at all you know because it's like you know uh like these kids would get like Christmas and then they have like a birthday in like March or the summer, you know what I mean? So it's like they get these two big, you know, events every year where they get stuff. Uh, for me, it's kind of like, uh, Hey, here's uh here you go. You know? And it's like, yeah, the, the family members start going, well, this is for your birthday and for Christmas, you know, or, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like, and obviously, you know, like, Sega games and all you know all that stuff when I was younger I remember getting the Royal Rumble uh Sega Genesis game um I remember getting a Carolina Panther starter jacket um just you know just dumb stuff you know like uh I don't know money and uh you know my (laughs) my uncles were always like infamous for buying like the cheapest shittiest gift and like really trying to upsell it like Hey, you like horror movies? I got you this uh, collection of seventy-five horror movies on one disc. You know, like those like dollar <laughs> bin like compilation DVD things, like just shit like that. Um, you know, uh, but it was always it always kind of like a like a here's for your birthday and for Christmas sort of thing. So it was always kind of never all that exciting. I do remember getting a Nintendo sixty-four, which I feel classified as my birthday present um but uh yeah i don't know like nothing nothing really is sticking out like one year as i got older (laughs) and i started getting a job like you know a job where i had some money to spend yeah um, i don't know maybe like five or ten years ago my me and my sister were like we're gonna go you know we're gonna go hard and we're gonna get nice stuff for like the entire family and we bought our parents uh like 60 inch flat screen tv wow and uh they got me cleaning products for my apartment that year it was like <laughs> and a, i took a picture of it it was like a bottle of lysol on top of their brand new tv uh maybe this is why maybe this is why i'm bitter about the holidays i don't know i uh you know am i am my dad and stepmoms growing up there were there were four boys and uh i think our favorite presents were usually the the family ones the group ones that's when we got our nintendo 64 and right. all of those things and uh one year we all got 
boxing gloves and we got a, a big punching bag but of course we didn't use the punching bag we just use them on each other yeah just start punching each other and that was a well, whole thing that's a, that's the other thing that was kind of weird about my life is i was an only child for 10 years yeah so like you know that year 11 was a little different you know and like <laughs> things things changed changed up maybe that's why you know i'm so selfish about some things all the time because i was a t- i was for 10 years and there were no other kids around my age really in the family or anything like that uh so yeah i don't know but uh, it was uh, i was i was an only child for for 10 years so that was also you know that was a real that was a reality check but it also kind of sucks i didn't have i didn't get to do stuff like that i didn't have like cousins and things to play with like that i i remember the one year uh i i came back from my dad's house i went over to my mom's and it was right around Christmas, but it, was, it wasn't quite Christmas yet. I think we were two weeks from Christmas. And uh, my mom says to my older brother and I, she's like, she's like, hey, do you guys you guys want one of your Christmas presents now, early, or do you want to wait until Christmas? And we had this legit debate like, ooh, maybe we want to wait until Christmas because this means like we don't get to open up the big thing on Christmas. But my brother was always like, I want it now, now, now. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care that much. So we said, we'll take it now. And it turned out my stepdad was hiding in the bathroom with a puppy. And we had we had gotten a puppy for Christmas. And then it just became a fun conversation because I, I just looked at my mom and I asked, well, what would you have done if we would have said we wanted to wait until Christmas? Like, <laughs> this guy just going to hide. Like, we're going to hide this dog for two weeks, you know? And that's always a, a fun memory at our house. Were, and, were you ever like uh, Snoop? Did you ever like Snoop around trying to find uh, trying to find the presents in your house? Were you ever that kid? Um, no, not really. Um, because it was I don't know. It was just the fun of opening the presents was a good time. Uh, I remember when I was a really really little kid. Uh, I was in bed. I was notorious for like waking up in the middle of the night. And uh, and I did that on Christmas Eve. And back when my parents were still married at the time. And uh, I went downstairs and my dad was asleep in his recliner. And all of a sudden here there were just mountains of Christmas presents under the tree. And I woke him up and I was so mad at him that he slept through Santa coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we could have seen him, you know? <laughs> I was like, we had an opportunity here, and you were passed out, dude. Like, what, what are you doing? Uh, but, I, you know, I didn't I didn't really try to snoop. I feel like my older brother did, for sure. When I got old, like, I'm saying, like, older years, like, I would yeah. definitely, like, I don't know, like, like that 11, 12, 13, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I'd find myself like walking up in the attic and looking around, you know, and like seeing if I saw anything. Um, oh, I just thought of another Christmas present I got. I got a basketball hoop one year that my dad has still not put up. <laughs> it's like, here you go. <laughs> and it's still up in the garage. It's still up in the attic. He never put it up. I got, as, as we've been older, it was like, ah, oh, man, somewhere between five, 10 years ago, my dad, uh, so my dad and stepmom ride Harleys. They have their own, they each have their own motorcycle. But my stepmom's, hers was, it was going to be her, I guess it was 10 years ago. It was like her 50th birthday present. And her birthday's in at the end of February. So Christmas that year, 
like my my brothers and I open up presents and we're getting like undershirts and socks and we're like what the hell is this man he's like yeah Christmas is a little light this year and like sorry blah blah didn't get a huge Christmas bonus and like uh, you know like it's fine I'm not gonna be selfish whatever two months later unveils this motorcycle oh. for my stepmom and we're like oh this makes sense <laughs> totally get why Christmas was light that year, dude. Oh, that was um, always the worst when you got clothes as a kid for Christmas. You know, it wasn't a toy you, or a gadget. Did you get Jinko jeans for Christmas? I was. I never wore a pair of Jinko jeans in my life. I I got a lot. I, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of Fubu shirts though. Oh man, I did not like the Jinko jeans, but all my brothers did, and uh, my dad got everybody a pair, and he got me the the smallest, most normal pair that you could find. But to me. They were still just ridiculous. I was I just, not a Janko jeans person. I was, uh, I definitely had a couple of FUBU uh, football jerseys, you know, when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Um, you know, I got, uh, uh, no, nothing too weird. Like, I remember I got a Deion Sanders Dallas Cowboys jersey one year for I Christmas. Got, nice. I got Troy Aikman. I got yeah. the, the throwback. I always got football jerseys and baseball jerseys for Christmas. Now I, remember I, get, getting a, I remember getting a Larry Johnson basketball jersey. Oh, that's a sweet Charlotte jersey. Hornets. The, the, I wish I still had that. That was, was I, it, it was the pinstripe Hornets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Like the, the turquoise one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a sweet, That's good yeah. stuff, you know? Sweet. Uh, sweet, sweet fucking gear. That uh, is awesome. I think I wore it for like my school pictures that year or something. You know, there's my parents probably have a have a you know a photograph of me with some fucking hair that looks like I just woke up in a Larry Johnson jersey on. <laughs> my my best uh, gift givers are actually my step parents. Uh, every every year, my stepdad now it's become a thing gets me something totally ridiculous. So like the Tanaka. Uh, AIW show, I wore that really ridiculous wintry suit that had the abominable snowman all over him. And that was a gift for my stepdad. And he gets me really dumb onesies every year. Like I got a T-Rex onesie and I have a an elf onesie. All these crazy ass things. So those are from him and that's a lot of fun and amusing. But uh, one of my favorite gifts ever was we went... Uh, a big family vacation. My dad's family went to New York City one year, and their LeBron James had released a pair of sneakers that were not basketball shoes. They okay. were just like low top, cool shoes, and they were St. Vincent St. Mary colors. So they were the green and the and gold. And they didn't have them in my size, and you could not really get them anywhere. They were limited edition. My stepmom freaking tracked down a pair from somewhere overseas at a store and had them shipped to us for Christmas. Uh, I still have these shoes. I think I've worn them a total of five times. A, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine got me some F Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger Nikes. Uh, like the inside is, it looks like Freddy Krueger skin and they're like, they're red on the outside. Uh, that's probably the best shoe present that I ever got. I think she like, they're probably knockoffs or something. I think she had to order them from like Japan or somewhere weird, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's don't, don't really get too many shoes and, uh, <laughs> for me for Christmas, but th those are the, those are the cool kind of, that's probably the coolest gift. That's the thing that sucks though, is what, like when you get older, like 
I don't know, like and my family's getting older and like, it's just kind of like, Oh, here you go. It's just like an envelope of money, which is cool. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't really get like, I don't really get like, like, Oh, like here's like this thoughtful item, you know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, Oh, here's, uh, here's some money, you know, like I'll, I'll walk out with like a considerable amount of cash, but it's, which is fine. But like, I'm also not like a guy that goes out and shops for things, you know, like I'm a very like whatever kind of person. So yeah. I don't really, I don't really come across like, and like, I like, I don't walk out with like items, you know what I mean? And it's, so it's just like, I just have money, uh, like, <laughs> which is a weird thing to complain about, but you like, uh, you kind of like getting that. I don't know the, the like some sort of, I guess, that's, thoughtful that's object spirit, or thing, right? That's the spirit of the holiday is that, that thought out gift giving idea is and if yeah. you think i'm not like a, like that like uh thoughtful or thinking of a person like my dad is like 10 times more laid back than i am so <laughs> it's like you know like he's he, he's not going out and getting anything and you know it's so and my grandma's 83 years old so it's just it yeah it's it's always it's always it's always weird when you make that kind of transition from like you're getting toys to then it's like electronics and then it's just like here's some money you know you know one one thing that uh, my families have never done but i i have friends that always did do this is is travel and go to like exotic locations and stuff yeah, for the I've holidays never, I've, I've never done that it's i my entire life it's been christmas eve at my grandmother's house that's it it's that's a very weird thing to me to like yeah to not spend the holidays here and like at home and like home alone they go down to Florida well if they're supposed to go to France they end up in I, Florida, I I pitched it to my grandmother you know since she's getting older and you know I have cousins that are eleven and thirteen you know and I was just like you know you're getting older maybe we should just go somewhere as our like small little family that's left and go and you don't have to put the stress on you yourself anymore. And we can go to, you know, take these kids to fucking Disney world or something, but, uh, she's not having it. She is not breaking the tradition. It's not for her. <laughs> well, we do have, uh, some AIW roster members that, uh, are located in an exotic location for the holidays or any time. And, uh, they have sent us a message uh, but following them in terms of locations, uh, we go to your chat with Colt Cabana. You know, speaking of fun locations, there's always that studio apartment on Maxwell Street in Chicago, Illinois. But before Colt Cabana, here is a message from the AIW Tag Champions PME from Erotic City. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everyone. It's your boys down in Erotic City, Philly C. And Marino T. The AIW Tag Team Champions coming to you through the smooth sound waves. Oh, yeah. And we have one question for you. Have you been naughty? Or have you been nice? It doesn't matter down here in Erotic City whether you've been naughty or nice. Because it's Christmas all year long. And we just want to wish you all down there happy holidays. And a Merry Christmas. From Philly C and Marino T.
Now joining us on the AIW The Card is Going to Change Holiday Extravaganza Spectacular, none other than Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Welcome to the Holiday Extravaganza, whatever it is. I don't know. Why are, you trying, why are you trying to sound professional? What is this? Hey, we're trying to we're, we're trying to uh, you know come off like a real podcast these days. Yeah, but you sound like a weird PBS NPR reporter. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not usually the the, the moderator. Steve you're, Guy usually does this part. Oh, so, okay. You well, you're doing great. I'd, I'd like to make a note, although this is only audio. There is a video component to to John and I talking, and he's just showing me his forehead, which is so weird. Yeah, I don't know my my. It's how my mic is positioned and everything else. It's very strange. But uh. let's talk about the holidays, Thorny. And before you, I, I know I said, hey, I need you to lead me a little bit because I've wrestled in probably over three thousand matches at this point, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but I do, you know, there was a tradition that I did for many years, which was. Um, what would it be? It was either Friday, Saturday. It would be Friday for AIW in Cleveland, then drive back Saturday in Chicago for AAW. Is that right. correct? Yeah. Like typically, we would always do a Friday. AAW would always do the Saturday. So, and uh, most of the time, you would, you know, your schedule was so packed. You know, um, we could only get you a couple times a year, but you always, almost all the time, did that December double shot with AAW. And that, I mean, that was because, what was that, December or was that November? Because that was Dece- right before Thanksgiving. So it, you you would do a lot of both. You would do a lot of, we would be Friday, they would be Saturday, and then the same thing in December as well, Friday, Saturdays. Right, and that comes from Jewish guilt of my mother early in my career, because early in the career, you just we went wherever. We did a lot of Thanksgivings down for IWA Mid-South, and you know, it got to the point where she's like, hey, can, when do we spend time with the family? And then uh, I had choices, and it's like, well, if I can get these shows in the Midwest, that means I could be home for uh, holidays. I could be home, f- you know, for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Now, do you? So I'm totally oblivious to like Jewish culture and Hanukkah <laughs> and how that works. Like, uh, so uh, is that like a? Is that no, like a thing no, that? No, I don't spend. I, I'm not home every eight days at Hanukkah. That's. I, I mean, that's what I. I didn't know. You know, I don't know how it works. But it's been a holiday tradition, and I know this sounds kind of. Um, uh, the movies or pop culture has made this kind of a thing, but like, what before it became a thing, like we went and got Chinese food on Christmas, and we went and saw a movie. And when I was a kid, nobody was at the movie theater. It was like a known. It was a, it was like a Jewish known secret, and now like that's what everybody does is you go to the movies on Christmas, right? That I mean uh, that's what I was interested in is like you know because you know for me it's like if I did if I miss Christmas my family would disown me you know what I mean <laughs> like is that like I, I imagine that you're wrestling throughout Hanukkah and all, you know like you said Thanksgiving. Do you get a lot of that family backlash, or how does that work? Yeah, I did for Thanksgiving a lot, and that's why, again, like I said, that's why I would love to take those Cleveland and Illinois shots just so I could be home, because it did get to a a point. One of the Thanksgivings I remember is bringing uh, Sami Zayn over to have uh, Thanksgiving dinner with with me and the family, and my grandma really took to Sami Zayn. My grandma was also a redhead, though, so... um, (laughs) Uh, rest in peace. You know that was one of her last memories was having dinner with Sami Zayn. What a fucking poor, my poor grandmother. Is um, is it weird for you now to not have such a busy schedule? Yeah, this is wild. I, 
it, it, it probably took something like this to make it happen and make me accept it and probably make, make me get used to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, like I was just saying, like, you know, there were a select amount of dates every year that we knew that we could always get Colt Cabana on because you were booked solid. You would be booked solid, you know, eight months in advance sometime. And uh, like I said, you always uh, would do November and December or November or December or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, this has to be a total culture shock for you or just a change of pace. Like you, you never have slowed down in almost 20 years. Yeah. But you know what? I don't hate it. And I, my body needed it. And I think, you know, I, I did those quarantine series of my podcast and I think that's what uh, Matt Cross said, obviously, uh, you know, AIW legend. Also, he was just like, because we know nobody else is doing it, it's acceptable that we can do this. So it, what it is a lot of like, well, if you know the bookings are out there, I need to get the bookings. Well, we know the bookings aren't there, so right. I, I'm not going to get the bookings. It also, I mean, the bookings are there, but I, I'm leaning way on the side of um, I don't want to die or my family to die. So that's kind of how my uh, beliefs lean towards. So I, in that sense, I'm more than happy to skip some indie shows for the sake of uh, humanity. Yeah, and you know, I've noticed you've uh started kind of diversifying the things you do you know you've gotten into twitch and you're trying to put more content out there do you think that is because of you know being stuck at home and trying to figure out different ways to connect with people or get yeah, yourself 100 percent. yeah when this thing started i started doing instagram live every night and then i quickly became very annoyed with instagram live <laughs> so I, you know I, I think i'm just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and we'll see if anything picks up do you uh when say the world opens back up do you do you think you're gonna go back in full steam or do you think you're gonna have a maybe a more pick and choosy schedule yeah i i think i'm gonna be a little more selective um, because you would take every you would take everything and anything and uh, at a time and i think you enjoyed some of the stories of taking everything and anything you know to well i would I think I would be I'll be more picky, but I if there's something that's going to be a great story, I will take you know <laughs> I'll take the random show in Wyoming or whatever it might be just to see what comes out of it. So right, like you and Matt Cross, you brought up specifically, like it was like you guys were always kind of finding these super weird bookings or like you know he would be in you know some foreign country somewhere and like it. it do you see like that kind of mentality changing to where you're not just going to pick up and go like you used to for myself? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. It's kind of scary, but I think may, you know, maybe for me, it's the right time at 40 years old. Um, you know, if, if I was some, if this was me in my thirties, um, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't do it, but maybe it, this is just kind of like a sign of like, Hey, it's, you know, it's all kind of come together at the same time. Like you can slow down. You're allowed to, um, so because, I, I think so. Cause you were somebody that like during this whole thing, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, were similar, similar and booked up salad and all that, but you have been doing it like so long, so hard at such uh, a, a packed schedule. So uh, like this whole time I just kept thinking like, this has to be such a drastic change for you. Yeah. But you, you got to remember like, as this quarantine went down, I set a contract with AEW, which has me traveling every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. And uh, you know, I, I I'm working and I have like a, a pretty solid foundation. And so it's not as scary. Now, if I didn't have that contract, it'd be a little different, I think. But I still, you know, I'm still traveling twice a month and I still have that like 
travel bug that I get out of my system and I'm still doing right. stuff. So I think AEW's been a savior in that in that aspect. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like is that, you know, if you didn't if you didn't have that would it have been so easy to turn off the or turn down the the offers if they're you know when they were coming in during the pandemic? Do you think AEW, like you said, AEW, if you didn't have that security blanket, uh, so to speak, or that sure thing, do you think that you would be you know still maybe making some tough choices? No, definitely. I think I would definitely not do the shows just out of. Um I, I don't want to I don't want to be around people right now like you know right. uh, no offense to anybody or their beliefs but that's just my beliefs and I'm I'm pretty strong about it so uh, you know I would be sad in that aspect but you know if someone's dangling I don't, I don't think if someone's dangling a carrot unless the money was crazy so I guess you know million dollar man style everyone has a price <laughs> but, you know what I found is it's pretty wild John is that you know my obviously I, I I'm now on television a lot and so my stock has risen but the promoters that did reach out and try to book me, they were trying to book me for less than I was wrestling for before I was in AEW. And a, a lot of promoters who asked to book me also, I, I told them, like, I'm like, because, I, I, you know, my business mind is crazy. Um, this is your dream. Like, this has been your dream for, like, get on TV to do your, right. do more indie bookings. Like, this is like the... the 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 what you've been talking about forever, you know, wrestling but, society extreme, you know. <laughs> but you know, I know that the, these people can only do fifty people. The, the promoters can only have fifty people at a show or whatever it is. And I'm like, you can't justify paying me what I want. You're not going to get that back in ticket prices. So I'm like telling promoters, like, I don't even want your offer. Like, wait till the fans are back so you can give right. me a real offer that I will accept. So, um, so th- that's kind of how my brain works in terms of uh, maybe or maybe not choosing other shows. So, you know, back to some of these holiday shows that you've come in for, for AIW, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, uh, I have some really bad notes, but last year, just last year, this, around this time last year, uh, you did the stuff with ICP at AIW. Oh yeah. Which seems like a lifetime ago. You'd have to remind me. Yeah. I guess I remember. So my memories are driving to that new, the new place that we had there and, um, it was just, I remember it was really cold and having to walk and I was really upset that I had to pay like 20 bucks for parking. I remember that because <laughs> it was in like a cool place, you know, yeah, right? it's like right in downtown Cleveland now. That's yeah. where we had been for a while, but, um, and yeah. I remember, yeah, ICP had, you know, they're so good with their fans, but they also like, they're kind of nitpicky like I am and like, I get it. So I remember that it was like one at a time and like security, it was like yeah. security guards and they like want to upkeep their aura which of course like and, and we know a lot of wrestlers who are like that i won't name any names but they're out there and um you know it's it, it makes their aura cool but like backstage we're like come on guys but like because they're doing that they're making them they're and, making the right business choice there and you know i i, I remember specifically that's why what i wanted you involved there because you did have a relationship with them and my wrestling bookingness whatever you want to call it was like i think that maybe i can get more out of them if they're in if they're there's a familiar face around mm-hmm. them and that was very instrumental in you know the whole negotiations with those guys but uh i remember you know there was uh good cop bad cop stuff going on and uh you know it was very frustrating for me but i was uh, like I was just happy to get them out there doing something and get that moment for AIW, and you were a, a huge part of, 
you know, putting that whole thing together. Yeah, and people, you know, especially in independent wrestling, that we talk about like moves and moves and moves after moves, and like I am for like awesome moves are awesome and entertaining. But you know, I, I, it's not, I'm not gonna say I remember this match move for move, but I just remember we had like a cup, like we had like four or five steps and chapters of versions of that actual match where it needed to be like put together and it all came together really well I feel and that was a little more storytelling than it was right. moves based it was but- it, it was it, it was laid out to be a bunch of moments 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 to lead to the big ICP moment right and there was no like big move that anyone's going to remember of like a crazy right. ricochet ricochet driver or something but I think there were there were definitely moments that are memorable which I think is cool about pro wrestling is like you know, we can make moments that don't use any moves, and we could make moments by doing awesome, incredible moves. And uh, you know, that's that's been my struggle with the whole do shows during the pandemic, don't do shows during the pandemic. We tried to, and I quickly realized that AIW, I I try to do, I, I try to do it more as a live experience. And you know, there are cool wrestling matches or cool moves or whatever, but. I really like booking those moments and those kind of unforgettable things. And it is impossible to do during the pandemic because no matter what you do, people are going to turn on the news when they leave the show and they're going to forget whatever the fuck they saw at the wrestling event. And there's, there's nothing like just people packed in like, right, exactly. And it just, it, it just, it just sucks. Um, You know, and uh, so, you know, the ICP thing pops out, um, when for, was that? When was Dennis and Grado? When was that? Was that that was in that was in February? But ah. an, another thing you did in December was you taped Wrestling Road Diaries three, which had Tracy and Grado, um, and you and Kikutaro. Uh, that was all, back in 2015. Um, wow! And I put that. I just recently put that video up up from uh, AIW of Tracy and back talking. And one of my favorite things that I don't think gets enough love is when I. When he couldn't, he couldn't find his keys for like twenty minutes, and I go look in your pocket. <laughs> they were right in his pocket on camera, and they were in his pocket. It was when, so uh, great. When he when he passed away, I was just you know going down a YouTube rabbit hole, and I watched that, and I was like, this is the stuff that wrestling fans don't get to see as to why all of us in wrestling love Tracy because he mm-hmm. was such such a character uh, that. I feel that we're not going to see uh, replicated as wrestling continues to go on. You're not going to see the guys like Tracy Smothers anymore in, you know, 15 years, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're all from different eras. But you know what? In 15 years, they're going to be like, nobody's like, you know, Colt Cabana or no one's like this guy, you know, because it's going to be so much more like changed. And yeah, that era is going to be so much different than all of us. So, And, you know, just another quick memory in 2013 in december you wrestled tracy smothers i don't know if you remember that match she, at all that was i believe that was at turner's hall right yeah it was at turner's hall and, and I, I think we had we called nothing and like i mean I, I just remember like i think the fans really liked it but i remember like trying to watch it back and i just couldn't because we did absolutely nothing and, and it was I, all it was all like that live experience right sort of thing and uh, you know, you guys are sword fighting with a two by four and a crutch or something else. Um, and yeah, it's just the uh, craziness. Oh, I think uh, we went way too long with that one. Yeah. Which was, and that's old AIW where it didn't matter how long the show was, you know, <laughs> like there were no, there were no times, there were no, no anything, uh, as we've gotten into this more fight TV, whatever era of, uh, wrestling, we have to get a little bit more 
Did Marty DeRosa come with me? And did he do commentary on that? He did commentary on that because you guys, uh, we helped put together that live uh, Marty and Colt comedy show in Cleveland that weekend as well. We did it on a Thursday night at that one bar. Um, and uh, I, that was one of your earlier, like, where you guys watch wrestling and, yeah. and uh, you know, tell jokes about it. And it was it was packed. That was, it was packed. Yeah, that was the height of my like podcast popularity. I think. Yeah, it was like sold out like instantly. Like I remember, like I set the bar up, and it was like a free room rental sort of thing. They just wanted to keep the bar, and they didn't know what the fuck they were getting into. And of course, I guess you know it's that place has gone out of business. But I guess that went down as one of like the highest money making nights ever in bar's history. Yeah, not for me. Although I do remember Biggins popped for a room and i was like i'll pay for it he's like no don't worry i got it and i was so impressed and happy <laughs> yeah that was a you know that, that he must have got his christmas christmas bonus a little early that year or something. right or they must have put him gave him some on the backside of that deal no we got no, i set that whole thing up we got nothing on the oh, backside okay. i think you I, I think you gave us like a cut a cut of tickets or something like that like whatever whatever it was uh, but I do remember you were arguing with the owner trying to trying to score a free sandwich, and it was a, it was a real negotiation. <laughs> I do remember that. But uh, yeah, I mean that's all. The, we've already gone way longer than I expected Sorry. we were going to go. But th- no, that's that's totally fine. Um, I just uh, you know I haven't I haven't we, we text all the time and and talk all the time, but we never really get to have any sort of real conversations about anything. So uh, you were a person that I wanted to have on for this, and just uh, I, I was kind of shocked when I looked. You've done so many of these holiday AIW events. Yeah, I mean, I you know obviously it's my love of AIW, and obviously the love of the fans and the relationship I've grown with with all of them over the years. But it really, I think it comes down to is it's an easy drive for me, and I could stay in town. Like I, I I'm not saying that to be like no, me, but, but it makes sense, and I think yeah. that's you know that's kind of what I wanted to to get across is like. You know, especially like during your height of, you know, your podcast and, you know, like you were getting people. I don't think people realize like you were getting bookings like so far out, but you always kind of like figured out a way to come back, you know, and uh, that's kind of as a promoter, you have to I have to look forward to those things like you do want to be close to home, you know, during these uh, during one of these weekends. And it's like, um, you know, so we were able to kind of, you know, capitalize on that. And AAW was able to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of a weird aspect of wrestling that I don't think fans even realize. And it was wild. It was a wild time to get my booking sheet. And, you know, to, to this day, I, I don't use like a computer or anything. I have like a little calendar book. That's a two year calendar book that I buy every time. And I would go down and like, I would make my priorities. I'd be like a AIW, AAW beyond, um, you know, there's a couple other, I, I hate whatever, you know, first wrestling and I'd always check out and be like, Hey, wh- what are your dates that you want me to take? And essentially I would take those and then I would kind of fill everything around it and a lot of, but then I would always tell everybody, you know, international is kind of a priority me because right. I want to, I want to see the world. So, you know, I would fill all these things up, but then, you know, six, it, it almost got to the point where I would do 10 or 12 international trips a year which is one a month. And sometimes, you know, when it's a New Japan tour or a NOAA tour, those are two to three weeks. So, um, you know, a, a random show in Chile or a random show in Costa Rica, then I would go to you or Danny Daniels. I'd be like, ah, I got this Costa Rica show. And I, the great thing I knew was you guys would always be like, yeah, of course, take right. it. And I knew that 
that wouldn't affect my other bookings. So that was a big part of like, um, as an independent wrestler, are these relationships you make with the promoters. Yeah. And like kind of building out your core, like I would always remember you would say like, Hey, what dates do you have? And you know, at those times we, we wouldn't even have a year booked out. Right. Because you know, we we were going like kind of like in quarters, like we're going to book like these three dates and then see how it goes and book these three dates. Um, but whenever we would have dates, you'd always ask and we would send whatever we had and you would be like, okay, I'll take this one and then I'll take this one. And then, uh, I'll do the one probably in November and December. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with how the international tours work, but you always seem to, no matter what kind of be around in that November, December time, no matter what. Uh, so we were always kind of able to catch you most of the time there. You you missed a couple of years, but, um, you know, it really depended on how your schedule was working. Uh, but I, I think that that was, you know, that's the kind of stuff that people don't really get to hear about in wrestling is kind of how, you know, it would be like you said, you'd go to us or AAW or beyond and you would try to kind of book out a little shell. So, okay, I have this, this, and this, and then you would, you would get all these offers from everywhere and then you would kind of fill in the blanks and say, and then sometimes it would be like, Hey, you know, this guy in Oklahoma is offering me like three, three times the amount of money, you know, can I, can I take this? And, you know, we'd, we'd work around and, you know, sometimes you'd have a booking fall off and be like, Hey, this guy canceled me. Can I get on this? And, uh, I I don't think people realize how kind of sometimes, uh, by the seat of your pants sort of thing, like wrestling works. And then also like at the same time, how organized it is. Right. I, but it's like a thrill. It's like a drug almost because it is so crazy and hectic, but I love, I love and loved doing it. It's something I really enjoy. And you're right. Like people outside of my bubble are just like, how do you maintain this? And it's like, well, it's the only thing I really know. And I've, I've slowly built up to it almost like drugs. Like I've slowly built up a tolerance to figuring out how to book out a 365 year independent calendar all over the world. (laughs) Um, And it, well, but before before you finish that, like that 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 drug thing, like really made me kind of, uh, you know, piqued my interest because you know, you like, like drugs? No, I don't like drugs. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a very anti drug guy. But uh, uh, like you know, early in AIW, like we would have one thing and they would cancel or not show up or whatever. It was like devastating. But then like it kind of became like a how can we fix this thrill sort of thing, you know? Like how can we maneuver this around? Like the pressure or something about it like just made me feel a little bit alive, you know? And like uh it's it's that's a weird thing about wrestling too is trying to figure out how to problem solve or whatever, you know, like you if you have a booking fall off or something like that, you got to kind of figure out how you can how you can solve and it it gives you like a little bit of a rush when you figure it out or you fix your problem who can i yell at on twitter to make sure that the world now hates them because they canceled my booking (laughs) it's just that's that that's that's the process yeah i i don't i don't necessarily agree with that process no i'm joking that was a joke but i know i know what you're saying though because that is how it's it's getting to be you know with with wrestling now sometimes it's kind of like oh okay you know i'm just going to complain on twitter and not fix yeah, my and problem i would always have that thought and i would always for the most part yeah you know, i would say uh, 99 of 100 times i would keep myself in check i do that a lot it's like you want to do it but i know like hey colt take a step back don't say anything like you'll be fine like you can eat tomorrow it's not a big deal that this person canceled what are your drafts looking like on twitter you got some crazy drafts yeah, that you say I probably do. Uh, I, I, but lastly, I'd like to say is uh, a memory, too, is 
just, I guess remember just remembering how cold those drives were. Um, yeah. And I remember starting out in the car, like running in the snow to my car. And then by the time you're driving, it just gets so hot that you then have to take like all your clothes off and then you go to a rest stop and then you have to put your clothes back on. And um, that's definitely a memory. And a, a memory. And I'm pretty sure I got a flat tire by myself on the way f- from Cleveland to Chicago in the freezing cold. And some legend came like, you know, like, cause when that stuff happens, I'm like crying. I don't know what to do. I'm like, mom, help me. But it was like, <laughs> right. it was like two in the morning and some legend from the Ohio turnpike, like showed up and was like, Oh, I'll help you. And I remember, Oh, I was trying to do a flat tire by myself, but I didn't know how to. And the, they had like a special tool and it was like frozen cold. It was like frozen. So like wasn't able to get off. Um, and so they had, so like, luckily this person just showed up, had this tool. And I, I did the like 300 mile drive on the, um, the, the spare tire like and the little donut tire. on the little donut i remember how scared i was i went 60 the whole time got home at like 7 a.m uh and survived the Thank glamorous you. life of a professional <laughs> wrestler yeah all right. Well, yeah, we can wind it down there. I just wanted to thank you for doing this. Uh, you know, I don't know what this is going to be, but uh, we're trying to just get a little bit uh, from uh, different people and uh, just talk about just what it's like, you know, running these shows around the holidays and uh, getting different people's perspectives on the whole thing. Hey, best case scenario, you put a little teaser on uh, the podcast, chop it up, and we got some Patreon content, right? Yeah, that's that's true. We are trying to grow our Patreon. We're trying to do all sorts of different things. You know, everyone's trying to figure out how to how to make it through right now. So how to put a couple extra bucks in our packet. All right, Colt. Thank you as always. Anything to plug? Any plugs? You always got plugs, right? Everything. Hey, come find me on Twitch. I've been doing Twitch, and I really, really like it, and it's really fun. Twitch slash Colt Cabana. All right. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, the filthy way. We got a song coming at you from some AIW alumni. Santa Claus, suck my balls. Drunk as hell, ringing bells at the mall. Dancer, prancer, vixen and cupid. I'ma get stupid. Ha! Uh, I sat around all night under the chimney. Hold him a sack like, gimme, gimme. I know that he's coming, he's coming, he must. Looking up nothing but rust, dust. Turn on my TV the very next day. I see you getting paid, leading the parade. I'm that sniper on the building. Listen to my nine go click. Santa's a fat bitch. Is a fat Santa Claus is a fat bitch. Another year and I ain't get shit. If I hear him land on my roof, oh my Undertaker. All right, John Thorne. What do you, what do you make of Tom Waller singing ICP for his favorite holiday song? He says this is the only he holiday loves, song he knows. He loves he. I probably it's probably been mentioned on this podcast before. Tom Lawler is a uh, undercover juggalo. He loves ICP and he loves Twisted even more. Uh, we've had many of uh, private conversations about this and our uh, under you know, under the radar fandom for, uh, <laughs> psychopathic records. But, uh, I wouldn't expect anything, anything less from Tom Lawler in the holiday season. Uh, a, a beautiful rendition. If I've ever heard one myself, when I, when I pitched to him different things that he could maybe do for this, uh, all he said was like, I gave him a, a list of things of like, what do you think? Any of these, whatever is fine. 
yeah, I'll do it. I said, okay, cool. Well, what do you think you're going to do so I don't ask other people? He's like, I'm going to sing a, a jingle. That's <laughs> how he said it. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking holiday jingle. I'm going to have some weird Tom Lawler's going to sing like jingle balls instead of jingle bells or something goofy or it's, you know, jingle bells, Batman smells I'm expecting from Tom Lawler. And instead I get ICP sent to me. Hey, I love it. I mean, it was great. Um, Man, this has been a long episode. I hope people are still with us right now at this point in the game. Yeah. You know, we're we're very deep into the into this project. Um, you wanted it, people. Yeah, you guys wanted it, and we're giving it to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is uh, maybe maybe I would do it again next year. I don't know. It it got it got uh, more fun as as it's gone on here today. Uh, going through everything but uh yeah it's we're can you believe though that we're already a year removed from icp being at aiw no i mean that was the covid covid time is like it feels like it doesn't move but it does move you know what i mean like yeah like december is like one of last december is one of like the last real memories anybody has as far as you know, being in in the AIW circle, you know what I mean? Like, if if you're going on COVID time, December is really like two months ago because the last shows were kind of in February before COVID happened. So it fe- it feels like it was two months ago. It feels like not that long ago at all. It was December was a man. It was a wild one. We had we had ICP. We had two cold Scorpio. What? What? Two cold fun? Scorpio. Two, nice. My favorite, my favorite thing about Two Cold Scorpio that day, which there's a million. Two Cold Scorpio is one of like the best people you can be around for just like random laughs. And oh. I'll never forget, we're a good company, and we're sitting at a table, and Swaggle's eating, and he says, "What do you got there?" And Swaggle says, "I got a bologna sandwich," because they do like the fried bologna sandwich or something like that, you know. At, at yeah, good company. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, like." <laughs> He's like, he's like, that's not, he's like, you ain't got that. And then he got the menu and he saw it on there and he's like, I'm going to have the bologna sandwich. And he's like, man, this is fucking good. And uh, he, like him just raving about the sandwich at Good Company. I don't know why, like just dumb shit like that makes me, makes me laugh. It was, uh, I think December was also when Fonzie broke his ribs. Mm. Was that then? I don't know. Uh, Maybe not. No, that was no, that was in fe- no. that was in February. Was it February? Okay, I couldn't remember when he. Well, when he put Wes Barkley through the table. Oh, uh, you know what? Me? Uh, yeah, that was when he broke his ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it, but it all blends together, man. At this point, it's it's wild. That was that was a year ago, and uh, here we are. And like you said, time time stands still sometimes. But it keeps going. Uh, well, I think I feel like we can wind this thing down. How do you feel, John? I mean, if they're happy with it, I'm happy with it. <laughs> we're we're all happy. We're happy here with it. Hopefully, you guys have been happy with this. Now, uh, I, now I feel crazy though. I'm looking at the Good Company menu, and they don't have a they don't have a fried bologna sandwich on there. They did though. You're correct. I swear it was a fried bologna sandwich. Well, I think what you're looking at now is they condensed the menu when they were doing. Just like the food truck and stuff. 
because of COVID. Because they condensed the menu, I think, very much. All right, Jonah, if you're out there, if you're listening, confirm this because yeah, or Jonah's I'm convinced. Crazy. I'm convinced that Two Cold Scorpio enjoyed the bologna sandwich from Good Company. I'm I'm pretty sure that this was a thing. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I guess as as we wind this thing down uh, from our big AIW family to yours, of course, we say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, as because we won't talk to you on, yeah. until the next year. This is all that I could handle. You know, I couldn't <laughs> do a I couldn't also do a New Year special. I mean, maybe the first podcast back, maybe we'll. You know, we'll see. I'm hoping that we have a better idea of when we can return and all that stuff in the next week or two is, you know, I know it's not moving that quickly, but as, you know, these vaccines roll out and all this other stuff is going on, it seems like things are going in the right direction. And I'm hoping that maybe in the next few weeks we can have some even better news as, you know, just uh, everything kind of turns over and changes and, uh, I'm I'm hopeful, you know. I I really am hopeful, and also uh, we are. Uh, if people saw on our social media, we're going to be appearing at Toy Hio, uh, the toy convention in February. I believe it's February the 13th, Saturday. Uh, I'm going to see about getting some exclusive merchandise printed up for that. Maybe a limited run on hoodies or something like that, to where you can only get it there. Um, and then you know, also try to blow out everything that we got left over. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 really you know I'm remaining hopeful for 2021. I'm hoping that we can do something in the in the first quarter of the year. Uh, that is my my goal right now. If we can do a show in Cleveland in the first quarter of 2021, uh, I think that would be great. I'm not locking anything in or booking anything or getting too ahead of myself, you know. Uh, as you know, we did previously, but uh, I'm I'm hopeful that we can get something get something rolling in the first quarter, uh, and you know work our way back to a, a normal schedule. Yeah, there you go, folks. That's uh, that's the update that you were hoping and looking for here uh, for the AIW Holiday Spectacular. It's an update well, that's not an update. <laughs> exactly, but look, we couldn't let all of this go without some sort of wonderful reciting of the holiday classic, The Night Before Christmas. But it's got an AIW and pro wrestling spin. If you're going to have anybody recite this, you're going to have the guy who just recently took a role as an English teacher. Did you know that, John Thorne? I did not. Shoot (laughs) job. Shoot job. Shoot job as an English teacher now. But uh, he's the most theatrical person. There's a lot to... There's a lot to sort through on that social media. <laughs> He's the most theatrical person we we have probably at AIW, and uh, why not have him do this here to recite his own version of the night before Christmas? We leave you with Magnum CK. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you liked this. If you want this to happen again, we'll see. Was the night before Christmas, written and read by Magnum C.K. Twas the night before Christmas, and there was a hell of a house. Oh, the bleachers were stirring, and so was my spouse. The t-shirts were folded on the tables with care, in hopes that St. Magnum soon would be there. 
The children were waiting, all nestled in line, while sports entertainment danced in their mind. And Ma in her kerchief and I in my cap waited in line for an overpriced snack. When out from the PA there arose such a clatter, I sprang back to my seat to see what was the matter. Away to the front row, I flew like a flash. I knew what was happening was worth more than cash. The theatrical music from the speakers did blare, but where was my family? Oh, I didn't care. When what to my wondering eyes did appear, slowly through the curtain, Magnum did appear with a breathtaking cape and the face of a star. Slowly he walked, Magnum wasn't that far. The people around me began chanting his name, and I knew at that moment I'd never be the same. But in front of me now, Magnum stopped right there. Without looking, he reached out and threw my cap in the air. As he moved down the line, oh, how the hats they did rain. There wasn't a person alive who was not sports entertained. Through the ropes, Magnum stepped like a king. No one alive is like him in the ring. Lights bouncing off him, oh, how his cape did spin. No one around would be bored ever again. Magnum sprang to the top. Oh, how the fans did whistle. And onto his man he flew like a thistle. But I heard him exclaim before he finished the fight, Sports entertainment to all, and to all a good night. <laughs>